0: I feel sexually satisfied from vibrators. I really do. <laughs> Sometimes I watch the porn, the porn that I watch. The I go, porn. I don't even know if a guy can, like, satisfy me based on, like, what I want to happen to me from these <laughs> porns. Like, I think it needs to be a a, a party of men that has the same <laughs> interracialness of the Dave Matthews band.
1: Welcome to Burning Oh man, we're in hell. We're also in my first in-person interview I've done in forever. Now, if you don't know who Nikki Glaser is, first of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, she is an incredible stand-up comedian. She's been on SiriusXM, she's been on Netflix, she's been on Comedy Central, she's had her own shows. She's been on Kimmel, she's been on Conan. She's been everywhere. I don't even know how to act right now because I'm used to just being protected behind a screen. But this is vulnerability, people. I am sitting here, and it is super, super, super hot because I am with the incredible Nikki Glazer. Hi, Hannah. I'm so happy to be here with you.
0: It's been so fun. I mean, just hanging out with you before we even started pressing record you're just like a dear friend that i don't get to see that often and this is such
1: a treat well you're back i rarely have people back to hell because most people don't survive the first hell right I sound like donald trump i'm just like no one's ever survived to hell before <laughs> it's the craziest podcast ever no use i don't know why <laughs> that wasn't even a donald trump back that was
0: not that was good Bernie but Sanders. that's like okay yeah, it
1: was. <laughs> it's okay like i like that you took took a, a
0: swing if it's you like- commit to it and you're confident. I barely noticed until you called it out, and then I reflected on it, and I was like, that was maybe one of the worst. I don't even... I I got mad at myself at first for not placing it, and then I go, oh, wait, it's a Trump, I think, and then...
1: You said it was bad, and then I I realized, yes, I do political comedy now. It's my new thing. But the first (laughs) time you went to hell was when, like, we first met. We were, like, little babies, and we were so excited to meet each other. But it was the
0: same vibe. I'm sorry. Like, I just knew, some people I just know instantly that I love.
1: We know that, and also, we are very sexually attracted to each other.
0: (sighs) I'm glad it's mutual.
1: It is. I thought about it. I I don't want to be with a brunette. Like I'm sick of myself. I look yes. at myself enough. I I want a blonde. I want someone different. I, I want to get my roots exciting. done. Then. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta touch these up. <laughs> yeah, you want something. You don't want the same as you. Yeah. You want, but like, I, you are just to me like one of the prettiest people. Oh ever. my god. I know. And that's just I. That is. I am so annoyed at girls telling each other that they're pretty. By the way, yeah. I have actually instated a rule with my close friends that they're not to comment on my looks ever if oh. I look good or look like not they're never gonna say if I look bad mm-hmm. but I just got tired of showing up to dinners and the first three minutes is like you're that's cute your yeah. skin like you look so great you did say compliments to me tonight I did. so I don't want you to think that like I didn't love it no it's it. okay
1: because I can't help it I'm starved
0: oh, thank you <laughs> I'm starved for them uh, because <laughs> I don't get them from my friends because I I just was
1: like it made me because when they wouldn't say it
0: I'd be like I look like shit and then oh. it would make me
1: like sad well, I do think that you save so much of your life if you take those three minutes away every time you see your friends and being like, oh my God, that purse is so cute. Oh my God, is your hair, did you change the color? Yes. The, the time, the, the stuff you could do with those three minutes that you lose, you could, you should, you have like new businesses. What are you doing now with that time?
0: It, it really adds up. All the time we spend on our looks, thinking about our looks, doing our looks is time wasted that we could be doing meditating listening to music <laughs> reading a book I mean things uh, were actually working
1: I feel like as a female comic you are very conscious of your looks you're putting yourself on stage all the time you're also known as kind of like a hot sexy comic so it's like almost a little pressure to be cute all the time but quarantine hits what was your self-care or like makeup rituals like
0: <sighs> it's interesting I Well, I do want to say that when I go on stage, it's weird. Like, I do want to look very pretty when I'm doing... Um, when I'm on like Conan's or the Fallon's or like doing these TV appearances, but when I do stand up, like I'm not trying, I forget that I'm a woman up there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't try to be hot unless mm-hmm. there's like a guy in the room that I'm trying to like seduce it, Like there's another comic that I have a crush on <laughs> and then I try to stand a certain way and yeah. it like hurts my back and I can't think of my jokes. Yeah.
1: That would fuck but me up. But
0: generally on stage, I totally forget like I'm a sexual being and I like forget to exude sexiness, but during COVID man, it was so nice to get away from it and like to see my face again like the, <laughs> the regular f- face and be like oh I'm not Guatemalan like I <laughs> had been caking on these spray tans to the point that I thought my color my skin color was a different color and Did I'm like I
1: started to actually like get used to that bare face and start to be comfortable with it more
0: yes I'm much more comfortable wearing like now that I've started wearing makeup again much less makeup and yeah I just like got used to seeing my face again but the problem is, is that I just look better with makeup. I, people like me more when I have makeup on. My dad was nicer to me when I had makeup. I've been living with my parents for seven months. Hannah, I swear to God, one day I put on makeup. This happened twice, actually, with my dad. Because I had to do some kind of, like, Zoom mm-hmm. thing. And I put on a face of makeup, and I went to the kitchen, and my dad saw me. And just within a second was like, you look beautiful. And I'm like, it's makeup, dad. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it. Uh, he thinks that, like when people compliment you when we have makeup on it doesn't feel good to me because yeah. i'm like you now you think i'm pretty i like to this think of fake. it as
1: it's me refined
0: that's a really nice way
1: to look at it it's and me i refined. probably should look at it that like, way too i'll i'll put on mascara not to look pretty but to be professional for situations yeah that's I'm good. like this looks like i tried versus not so i try to not be like this is me ugly this is pretty it's like this is hannah put together yes that's a but i'm still to pretty just in a different way without it yeah, it, you, you, you got to just have a different perspective.
0: <laughs> it, because when you look at it like, oh, I am unlovable like this. I'm <laughs> lovable with mascara on. It just, it complicates things. So it's like refined. It's just a different version of yourself. But it sucks when you have validation that people are nicer to you and you get more things if you have makeup on. And we keep hearing over and over it's it, what's on the inside that counts, which ultimately that's what sustains a relationship because if you're trying to attract a man with your looks that's what he likes most about you eventually you're gonna lose the
1: thing he likes most about you I know that you're in showbiz so you know like straight up sometimes what people think is beautiful what's not but I think that it's just so biased like the the same way like I think a color is blue and you think it might be aqua green mm-hmm. I think that way that's similar with beauty
0: I like I, I agree like you know how
1: like you yeah, we see colors differently, you see people differently. The way so- you see me, other people see me differently. <laughs> it's just hard for me to grasp. I know that's true. We always just end up getting into fights about physical But beauty. it's fascinating because yeah. that's what
0: I love most about you and love being around
1: you is because you are one of the sexiest
0: people I've ever met in my <laughs> life,
1: and yet you don't try to be at all. It's so funny because you see it in this endearing like, effortless sexiness and other people will be like, Hannah's a pig pen and she needs a chaperone and she's disgusting. No so one's it's like ever a- said that about
0: you except maybe you to yourself.
1: <laughs> but question, you said, it's interesting, you said when you perform comedy, you don't try to be sexy. No. You're straight, like, joke mode. I don't think about it. It's not even like I'm tr- not trying. I get up there and sometimes I'm like,
0: oh, wait, like, you are, You forgot. You're like, like, I don't want to be perceived as hot up there. I you don't, don't want to be a sexual object. On. No, I don't want men to be, like, getting boners because then you're not hurt.
1: Yes, but the question is when you go on a date, what do you do oh, with that personality? Gets, do, you sides, so do you have two sides? Yeah, the wires. It's
0: so... That's the confusing part because I can't put that personality away, but it's a very masculine energy. Yes. And men are not... Most men aren't attracted to a woman on stage, like, screaming about her feelings.
1: <laughs> it's just not a good look. Well, I and think that's a, also with me. When I, when I have my, like, effortless, like, messy prettiness with my messy personality... It, some people can think I'm very masculine and I've been called like on reality TV people have said like you're not feminine enough and mm-hmm. stuff do you get worried about like you're too masculine because you are so funny yeah I think being uh,
0: being funny as a woman is a masculine energy thing to do to like have the confidence to get on stage and like scream that doesn't mean like only men should be able to do that but that's like You know, there's this book called Getting To I Do that I get obsessed with. And I talked about it a lot. I only read a fourth of it, so I don't know how it works. But, Mm -hmm. like, my friends have read it, and they're engaged now. (laughs) Because they read this book, and they were
1: hopelessly... You're like, she read it, I did the cliff notes, she got married, I went on a date. Yeah, I wasn't
0: ready. I'm not ready for it. I'm too scared of commitment. Like, that. I was reading it and was like, this would work. Mm -hmm. And it scared me, and I don't want to do it because I'm scared of, like, finding someone. What did it say? It says, you have to choose... Whether you're a masculine energy woman or a feminine energy woman, mm-hmm. and that, and no one wants to be a masculine energy woman is the thing. You read the book and you're like, I don't want to be a man, because then you're attracted to, because it's then you will, then your perfect man is a feminine energy man, and um, feminine energy women are perfect matches for masculine energy men, mm-hmm. and that means if you're a feminine energy woman, which most are, mm-hmm. and most of the book is dedicated to talking about to those women, you have to be. Like very sexy, dress sexy, demure. Don't talk too much. Helpless. Don't, don't, helpless. Uh, Share your feelings, but never share what you think. (gasps) Never ask a man what he feels, only what he thinks. (gasps) Oh my God, Nick, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. Right, okay. But if you adhere to these rules and actually stick to it, you will get a guy. So, but but never um. ever again, if you're listening and you want to get a man to marry you, I'm not joking you, first look, dress sexy all the time. Sundresses, just be ve- very feminine, like you sandals. Say sundresses? Yes, sundresses. You have to wear sundresses Flowey. even in the Flowey. winter. Flowey. Yeah, there's, there's, you can't wear anything that's gonna be functional and make you feel like good and comfortable.
1: It has to be. You can't be able to run fast in the shoe. No. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be able
0: to be caught very easily and everything you wear must have like some kind of entry. There's always, everything's crotchless that you wear. <laughs> and, and it will get Ben's attention. It's like in Clueless when she's like, you have to like remind them, like show your skin to remind them of having sex with you. So that's you know, what the book says. It's like written by this like woman with a PhD who studied human behavior. So dress sexual. Then once you get a man, do not have sex with him until you get a commitment out of him. So that's like the second so rule. So I'm like
1: so opposed to this. I know. But there is truth to some of it in that. It's funny, I just watched the Borat movie and they took this, they're trying to get one of, the girls from Kazakhstan who doesn't understand American culture to like get a guy and they get this random influencer girl and she's like you have to be weak like just be weak in every way and I heard them like that is so funny because I'm just like I, I, I envision myself as just like a power ranger like I just want to beat shit yeah, up yeah you're the time. a masculine energy woman. I am masculine energy however this is my argument and I love that we're talking about this when I'm in relationships, I am constantly TikToking between feminine, mm-hmm. extremely feminine energy and masculine energy. Yeah. Like I will literally be totally submissive in bed, be right. so sexy, cute, cuddle baby voice, like I don't know what to do. And then <sighs> get too. a call from my manager and tell them to go to tell those people to go fuck themselves until they add a zero to it yeah <laughs> and then i'm like back in bed being like i don't even know how to do laundry i'm confused <laughs> and then like next thing you know i'm like yelling at the tv because like the person the tennis player like lost and i like so i am like constantly tick
0: yes and actually tick <laughs> um no you're so right like i but that's okay i think i think it's okay yeah. to I, th- I didn't read the whole book so I don't know if you could be both but you got <laughs> I didn't get to that chapter you got a, but then they have to switch roles yeah. so then they have to go from being the feminine energy man to the masculine energy man yeah. when you When you switch if you kids you can switch but you gotta switch together because you can't have two feminine and you can't have two masculine because like
1: I do agree energy. Nikki that we could be the weak girl and get a guy but would we like that guy no would we because we are past the time where women just need a man to survive and take care of us that are. You know, our dad gave us to them. Yeah. So now it's like, it's not about getting men. And you, I think you're like this too. If you were, have, if you just wanted a man, you could have had one a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You could have settled a bazillion times. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why do you think you're still single? I think I am single
0: because I, I don't, I'm scared of like someone really loving me and I don't love myself enough to attract the right person. So like how I, where I am in my emotional development, like I don't, I'm not ready yet, but like I'm, I'm nearly there and you don't have to be totally ready. Like like someone can help get you there. And so I'm getting close. It's just, I haven't met the right person and I'm really super picky. Yeah. I, I have a really great life. I, I feel sexually satisfied from vibrators. I really do. (laughs) And like, I I don't, sometimes I watch the porn, the porn that I watch. I go, I don't even know, like if a guy can like satisfy me based on like what I want to happen to me from these (laughs) porns. Like, I think it needs to be. A, a party of men that has the same <laughs> interracialness of the Dave Matthews band. That's not even a thing. And they need to, like, I need, to, like, I don't know that I can sexually be satisfied by one. Like, he, I will get there. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I'm okay without a man sexually. I would like a partnership. I would like um, comfort. I would like someone to like help me with my money yeah. and like do boy things and like take care of me and be yeah. a partner in things. Like I am looking for that and regular sex with a person would be nice. But I don't need it. I have lots of friends.
1: I love that you said I don't need it because I think that's a point with me where once you realize you don't need it and you just kind of want it, it's great because when you just want it, then you still have this power of like, yeah, but if you walked away tomorrow... I know I'd be fucking fine. Yeah. And that's the energy. I think it's not about female masculine energy. It's the energy of secureness in yourself. Yes.
0: I really am reaching that point. Like it it sucked over the pandemic to not be like coupled up. It really sucked. I was
1: fucking lonely. I didn't have sex for six months. How lonely were you? I was, well, I moved back in with my parents. So I wasn't that
0: lonely. Like I'm, I thought ahead, dude. I was like when the COVID went down, I was in LA and, um, like doing a bunch of TV that week and all it all started getting shut down I was with my parents because I flew them out because they're big Conan fans I was doing Conan and so I brought them out there and it was a fun trip and I was just like I'm just gonna go back with you guys to St. Louis because I don't want to go back to New York I don't want to be alone this is about to get scary it was getting scary so I picked I made the right move because I don't like being alone I thought I did but when I do live alone I'm doing stand-up every single night I'm going out all day with friends, doing podcasts, doing radio. I'm not gonna be good, like quarantining alone.
1: It would be bad, so I didn't didn't do it. My question is, your identity is stand-up. You've been doing it forever. Yeah. You are so incredibly successful at it. People see you and that's what they think. Suddenly you're fired because of COVID. What was your identity? You were actually one of the first people that I was like, is she okay? Oh, my God. Because you would message me. You'd be like, hey, like, I could go on this Raya date or I can do five sets, even though I've done five sets all week. And you go, I'm doing five sets. Like, that was just you.
0: Yeah. I use stand-up as a way to make myself so busy that I couldn't let anyone in. For sure. Like And your own voice, your
1: own thoughts, either.
0: Exactly. Like, I if i was home it was because i was washing my face and getting into bed and putting on asmr videos so i don't have to think even when i'm in bed alone like, i mean even going never, from club
1: to club you always have a friend with you or to i'm talk in my th- th- shit. i'm never alone with my thoughts was, yeah
0: i mean i do meditate but and, and did but i was just always or the go, thoughts go, you go. have
1: you're like how do we make this funny and make money off it <laughs> y-
0: yeah i was always like yeah i was I was always go, go, go. And so when stand-up went away, because it is it just filled my life, I was so happy because I needed a goddamn break. Like, it wasn't going to end well for me and with you the were, rate I was go- working.
1: But y- also, you were hot, as they call it in, like, the industry. You were hot. You had – you just – everyone was t- talk, saying your name. You had your specials out. Like, you were hot. So you did you feel pressure, like – I, I need to take advantage of this time. No, on,
0: I, I'm i so proud that I can say no. I, don't, I lost a lot of things in the pandemic and it was like to be my year. Like it was gonna be like a great year and I got this really expensive apartment that I was like, now I can afford this. I'm mm-hmm. gonna treat myself right. I'm gonna like, I got an assistant. I was lining myself for all this um, stuff but the year was also looking so insanely busy and overwhelming. Because when you start hitting that uh, phase of your life where you just start getting asked to do so many things, your comic brain of like, I got to accept whatever I can get is still saying yes to too much. And not enough people are telling you to say no to things. And so I overbooked myself mm-hmm. and I was like dreading my year. Like
1: so much and it's that so I would funny cry old when Nikki I would talk about it. would want anything and then suddenly you're like, this is what I wanted and I'm miserable. Yeah, I
0: was like, exactly like I was I it was not what I wanted and I when COVID hit it was like such a relief to stop and I am back to doing clubs and I've like stepped away from stand-up the reason I do stand-up a lot of times was because I wanted to stay as good as everyone else Mm -hmm. who does it that much there's a lot of competition Mm -hmm. and stand-up is about the only way to get good is to do it Mm -hmm. over and over and over so you say yes to every set and you're only as good as as many sets as you're putting in and I mean the writing off stage too has to happen but I got away from writing off stage in the past um I would say five to seven years because Mm I just got enough sets that I was like I don't need to write I can write on stage yeah but that makes you a lazier comic and the material is not as good Mm -hmm. and so it was actually interesting to go back and listen to a set from January when I thought I was like a killing it in theaters and I'm like this is not good like I was I listened to my set of like at these theater shows I was doing everyone had fun I did gr- like ever no one complained mm-hmm. that I know of <laughs> and I was selling out but to me no was not I was not the comic I want to be and I went back listening to them To remember what... Because I was gearing up for shows in, like, August. And I was like, let me go back to when I was great. And then I listened to it and I was like,
1: fuck, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Step it up, bitch. What's also crazy is how it's clear how the grass is always greener and, like, everything is rose-colored glasses. Because if you didn't have that footage, you'd be like, I was so good before. And now I'm, like, never going to get back to that place. And you listen with a new brain and you're like, wait, you can... Things are okay. Like, the current... Where we are now is the best time. Yeah, it it
0: was a uh, it was I it was saddening because I was like shit, I'm not as good as I think I am. <laughs> but it's also like you know I I've, I can go back to other times and be like that was fucking killer. You yeah. were great. You were on fire. Get back there. What were you doing before that? Oh, I was writing more during the day. I was f- looking at my sets afterwards. I was planning set lists. I wasn't just walking on stage and winging it. I wasn't I was going on stage and I literally wouldn't like, think us anything about my set before I stepped when I grabbed I the mic. I do want
1: to say that. I didn't ever plan anything. Nikki, you don't know it, and I don't, like, it's not, like, official. I didn't make you sign anything, but, like, you're my comedy mentor. Like, that's what I tell people. That's so nice,
0: and I um, I will welcome that early
1: position. before I was even doing stand-up, when you invited me to go to the Comedy Cellar, which is, like, the top place in New York City to play, you let me in on, like, what it's like to be a one of the best comedians in the country and you let me just watch your sets and then just like roll around with you, eat dinner with you and like, I'm never gonna forget those moments. Mm -hmm. Like it really was incredible and I just remember thinking, you'd be like eating a salad, talking shit, telling some like theory on something and you go, oh, I gotta go up. (laughs) You would just go and I would watch your brain work and I was like, I don't even know where she's coming up with these things and each set was different. And I remember I didn't want to annoy you and be like a comedy nerd and be like, How do you come up with your jokes? But I was like, Wait, did did you even think of what you were gonna say? (laughs) And you were just like, Hannah, like I've been in the game for a long time, like it's this is just what we do. But you also are so in it that you were just like surviving. And you were thriving But like It's great that you've Stepped out for a second And been able to be like Let's do even better
0: Yeah Let's get back to I can I know I can work hard enough And be Whatever I want to be When it comes to Like comedy Like it's i really can study and be great and write the best jokes and everything but it takes work it and i got too lazy i was just like smoking a lot of pot just to get by and not have anxiety and i but was like i
1: don't think it's lazy i think that you
0: were working so hard yeah but i was doing the wrong work like you can you can give the impression that you're so you work so hard but it's not the it's, it's not like work the, that's you, actually it's like busy work yeah It really, it just felt like running in place. It was just like on a treadmill. You're not actually getting anywhere, but you can be like, oh, I ran. But it's like, where did you go? And what did did you see? Nothing.
1: You do have a calmer energy to you. Thanks. As in like, you seem like you've been on like a nice vacation or like you went on a little retreat. Like that's a great energy.
0: It really, well, I like got to my parents' house and
1: I don't know about you, but like, yeah, I got, I, I was lonely and I was like. Depressed And you're also with your parents Who are like so cute together And they have a life And in my head I was like Oh I thought at this point I'd at least be starting A possible relationship Yeah But you're like You're not gonna meet anyone During quarantine Mm -hmm. So I, I felt very lonely and then how do you feel about your career? Like I just wanna know your mindset.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't care. I was like, Good. I am so <laughs> glad that no one can do stand up right now, so I don't feel competitive. Yeah, you don't feel competitive. So that was the the greatest gift was like no one can do it. Then people started doing it and I was like, Oh god damn it, I gotta get back out there. And that's why I'm back. I feel like help clubs. Like it's nice to help clubs if they're doing it right, um, to get back out there. But and people go, oh, you're just compelled to do it because you've got to share your truth. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not that. I wish it were. Like, I mean, maybe that's part of it, but I just, like, I, like I need earning. to I make like, fart jokes. I need to work. I need to be good because I'm, I need to keep it up. I, I, That's why I did a podcast over the summer, like every day, because I was wasn't getting on stage, and so I was like, oh, I got to keep this up, like this performing, because it will atrophy. But I would, say, yeah, <laughs> I will, like totally. I got so sad over, like, I was fucking depressed as fuck at certain times mm. during the summer, like, really bad. Like, I can get to some bad places. I was like, I might need to go to a hospital, and I was like, good, I have enough money to, like, I could go away to a fucking <laughs> resort and learn and get lobotomized or something. Like, I was like,
1: do you have you ever, do you get depressed? Oh my god, yes. I'm do you always depressed. Have depression, like, what's your depression like? Great question. So I've realized that I think I'm actually... <sighs> It's depression, anxiety. It goes back and forth of me. My anxiety like gets me to do shit. So it it gives me the fear to like work really hard. But then um, you just get bouts of sadness when you're not like feeling not busy, but you're just like I get I'll get a lot of highs and then the lows are really low. So I live a lot of like high low where I wish I was a little more just like constantly okay yeah i know those highs though feel so good i mean yeah even the last three days i've been like on a high from posting a podcast then a low from getting like edits on something i didn't want and then i'm like i mean i'm pmsing like a motherfucker but it's all
0: career though oriented like the things that
1: right now it's career oriented but before i was like dating someone i felt i I felt like there was something missing kind of like Mm -hmm. but i also just felt like i didn't meet my person yet and i'm not gonna settle no we, you know, you eventually settle,
0: by the way. Like, <laughs> everyone settles. You never actually know. Because you never know. There could always be someone better out there. So, literally, everyone settles. No one no one has met. the. Did you meet
1: everyone? Okay, then you settled. Actually, you're fucking right. You, it's true. You settle for the <clears throat> person you think is, like, the best of... The, of the worst. <laughs> the best that you can do. And everyone sucks in some capacity. It's finding someone who you want to suck with yeah. you and you could cuz when you're venturing in a relationship and you're past the like let's pretend we're perfect phase, it's two people at their worst who can tolerate each other.
0: Yes. It's it, like I just feel like I um yeah, I have too many expectations um for what I want in a relationship and I set the barometer like it's I'm too specific and I'm too picky and no one no one's gonna be perfect and I'll f- always find something to dislike about them and like sh- make it so we shouldn't be together before I even get a chance to like go on a date with them I
1: love a self-sabotage so you don't have to waste your time
0: yeah yeah <laughs> but like also keep yourself closed off so that you don't even give it a chance because it could be good but I also
1: think the right guy is gonna be like haha that's hilarious this is cute your little self-sabotage yeah. games like we're meant for each other yeah. shut up like that's but, what's gonna happen
0: okay but that's a masculine energy guy. I'm a a fem- I'm a masculine energy woman. So I need a feminine what would be the perfect match for me is a feminine energy guy. Just like you as a comedian. Yeah. You're as I was talking to the woman who wrote this book, Getting to I Do. Mm-hmm. My friend like had call sessions with her and mm-hmm. like got counseled by her oh my God. and ended up engaged. And so I was dealing with this guy that I needed help with, like, how do I get this guy? So I called her. This bitch like gives me great advice, but she goes, I go he's a comedian I know and she goes oh great she goes yeah female comedians are masculine energy and male comedians are feminine energy so they're actually perfect matches and I almost start crying I was like really so it's like not true that you can't be with a male comic can you explain how male
1: comics are female energy She goes
0: it's a very open emotional thing to get up on stage and like share your feelings and to be an artist you're artists or feminine energy
1: yeah you forget they're creative creatives
0: and for a woman to get on stage and do that that is like and and speak her mind and her like tell it like it is tell her what she's thinking thinking it, is masculine feeling is feminine
1: oh my god it's so interesting because i was on the car day with des and he was like oh thank god i don't have pms because i'm so moody without it and I thought about it like he's, it norm- Rudy. he's the moody yeah. one and I'm the one who's actually pretty steady and like logical with stuff. Yeah. And he's up and down and I can be his like kind of rock with like little things. It but makes then total sense. Today I was PMSing and we were a mess because right. I was in you my like full man. feminine energy and he wasn't like. And but then he had to hold it down and he was. But it's so interesting. We go, we move back and forth and that's what I kind of. That's why I agree with the book that it's good to have the opposite, but I don't agree that like it's so black and white.
0: Yes. it it I think it does have to change because you're not always one thing. And she even admits that like, you're not just one thing that's going to move, but you're right. Like you have to adapt and they have to, or you have to take those things that might like detract your feminine energy man. And like, not share those things with them because it will complicate your relationship like have try to set those aside.
1: The one thing and that I've learned find someone else. One thing I've learned that I have changed, the only thing I've changed that's helped my relationships is I don't talk about exes.
0: I know it's so hard. I
1: to. used to fucking love it cuz it's a control tactic. It's yeah. like all these boys used to like me. That penis used to be in me. And like I liked that power and I realized like it's disrespect and it makes them feel like crap. Yeah, they don't like it. They don't like it and but I never had the balls to be like okay, I'll respect that and not talk about it until, like, my most recent
0: relationship. That's great. That means that you're growing and you're not doing anything sneaky and manipulative because (laughs) that's what it was. It wasn't you just, like, really wanting to. But it's also
1: because people in my past have done that to, to me you. and we would do it to each other and i thought that's just what you have to deal with because when you're dating someone who's older they've been with a lot of people you've been with a lot of people and then you like bring it in and compare it and next thing you know you're playing mind oh games and God, that's I not love
0: knowing about exes i'm obsessed with oh. hearing about a guy's stuff des will not
1: tell me anything because really well i i said on this podcast earlier with him he was on that he, he told me how he lost his virginity. And I thought it was a little too emotional of a story. And I was like, then go fuck Emily then. And he's like, Emily is 45 with a family right now. Leave Emily out of this. And now it's a joke. Like I'll be somewhere and I'll be like, yeah, I guess Emily would have loved that. And yes. <laughs> so I love being like a little jealous, but I'll do it in like a jokey way. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, cause you need to get out the jealous energy somehow.
0: I don't get jealous of if I have a boyfriend, I don't get jealous Why? ever why i actually like when they're turned on by other women <gasps> and oh. I, I i like i like when other women try
1: to get them doesn't make me
0: jealous doesn't make me go
1: uh-huh. des was talking about like what porn like i like to watch and what he likes to watch yeah. and he's like yeah we could watch porn sometime mm-hmm. and in my head i immediately was like i don't want to watch him get turned on by another girl am yeah, i being I think crazy most girls are
0: like that no i think i'm weird but i i yeah i don't
1: think you're weird but it sounds like you might just have like I have a you, weird You're fetish. into it. You're yeah. into it. Like, you would like to watch him have sex with someone else? Yes. Yeah. And that's normal. I feel like that's normal. A lot of people like that. Yeah, a that. lot of
0: people are into it. It, it isn't completely weird, but it um, is often, like, Dr. Drew heard me talk about this, and he was like, you just don't feel like you're enough. You don't, like, you should not, because I would want my boyfriend to, like, maybe hook up with people and, like, tell me about it, or, like, and that kind of was more, is that, like, a cool girl thing? no and that's why Are you it. actually turned on no it's for me it's not for them like, okay I literally that's what I hate is that it sounds like I'm being a cool girl because like like you can cheat <laughs> you on like, me fuck I don't anyone. care I don't, you give know, a like, shit. I don't yeah <laughs> but it's honestly like I think it's so hot and um and like because it, I came up with the theory I'm sorry my Invisalign's and in if I've been slurring this whole time but I literally I have to put it in um because i've been so bad about I'm it i'm gonna so start invisalign
1: even... too because andrew your friend and my friend mm-hmm. calls me bucktooth you don't have buck teeth babe well we'll address that with him later
0: yeah that's insane he has nothing to like
1: you can he, he also can't form a sentence because of his list but continue yeah he's one to talk about te- <laughs> he's insecure about his teeth so he looked Projects. at yours and this just, is projection yes
0: so wait what was that? okay so this all came about because i I've only been in like one really serious relationship. And when we were together, I would love hearing about him have like past relationships when he would like have hookups and like dirty stuff he did with girls. And I would, it would be like foreplay as we were like gearing mm-hmm. up, but then he ran out of stories. Like I'd heard all of his <laughs> stories. So I was like, you got to go out and make some new ones. Cause that was like really fuel for my fire. Like I needed it. So, um, yeah, so I was like, yeah, go out and do stuff. And he did a little bit, but yeah. n- we didn't last long enough for it to so get. So does
1: Dr. Drew think that it's like purely a fetish or that it's some stuff? No, he
0: thinks I'm, I don't think I'm enough and that a guy will never, like I don't think, that I don't think I'm enough. But, and there might be some truth to that, but I don't think this is how I'm expressing it.
1: No, because you would get sick to your stomach. Sick. If you really didn't like it. If it was something for him, you would get so sick to your stomach
0: right no I am like so turned on by it because in my mind I'm like <laughs> well first of all he's gonna like fucking blow her mind like she's gonna have a great time mm-hmm. as long as she knows the rules and she's not gonna get hurt and like attached to him like yeah. the one time my ex was gonna get a blow job and I was like go do it please because he went to like dinner with this girl that he was like used to date so they already had fooled around mm-hmm. and he was like you know we're do you just have getting- to know that he's
1: not emotional though to enjoy it like do you have to be like you hate her though right
0: um even listen if he wanted to be with her he'd be with her she's with me true he already dated her why true. would it b- bother me so go like and if he does i just don't want to stop anyone from doing what they want to do which is maybe dr drew's point of like but i think it's whatever so i he was, <laughs> he was at i wasn't threatened by this girl even though they had slept together right before we got together mm-hmm. a lot and he was meeting up with her this years later and um he was leaving and he was like yeah i feel like i could have she was like lingering. I feel like I could have fucked up with her. And I was like, do it, please, please go back, get a blow job. But like, you're going to have to fuck me when you come home and like, tell me about it. So I hope that you like are ready to do that. And, uh, and he was like, seriously, if I, if I text her right now and say, I'm coming back, it's happening. And you can't take this back. And I can't like, and I go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And I go, hold on. Does she like you? And he's like, I, he goes, I mean, yeah. And I was like. But is she going to think that this, is she going to pursue this and like want something and you're going to like, she has a crush on you Mm -hmm. and thinks this is going to like get you to like her more. Mm -hmm. And he was like, maybe. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. So if the girl, but if a girl was just like, wanted to pull my boyfriend or something and knew he had a girlfriend and like thought, thought she could like, like get him over like to leave me. Go ahead and try. Has a guy ever gotten a blowjob like <laughs> randomly from a girl who he just met and is like, I need to leave my wife and kids for you. Like it doesn't happen that so way. So if
1: you were married, would you be cool with it? Kind of, yes.
0: Especially if I was married because I'd be so much more secure with a ring and like a like yeah. knowing and guys aren't they're not only gonna wanna fuck you, you're actually just They want to fuck other things. I'm sorry. Yeah, They just will. Yeah. They love you, and they definitely still want to fuck you, but they want to fuck other things. And not that they have to fuck other things, but, like, if they get their sucked or whatever I think it's kind of like who cares
1: I just don't I don't know I don't care no I love talking about but this an because emotional
0: relationship different of course
1: it's also so funny because I feel like part of you has a side that's like okay to get a husband I have to be these traditional ways but then part of you is literally so not traditional because love is not like black and white like that so yeah. I love this like dichotomy almost this war in your head of like oh I have to be like this but then it's like I am not like that
0: yeah I it, that's true. Like reading these books and being like, Oh, you have to be very feminine. Cause I tried that at first and like just dress a different way. Don't talk as much. Don't sleep. I definitely don't sleep with guys before I have a commitment. Like I, I don't think I'll ever do that because I do get attached with sex mm-hmm. and it's just, you end up liking a guy that you shouldn't mm-hmm. be- just because he was inside you. So I don't do that anymore, but, and I'm not compelled to like, I do not want a penis. I don't want to deal with a penis at all unless I love them. Mm. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. I don't need practice. I don't like want I I don't know like I'm tr- I tried to like sleep with my ex just to have sex yeah because it's like old hat and I can just get it done but he doesn't really want to <laughs> because I think he thinks I'll get attached to him but I'm like no I've given up on you you don't understand this is the perfect time like I really have given up on you but. He's probably smart to do that. But um, I'm still <laughs> You like mature.
1: one of us decided to be mature, which was not fun at all. I know that's the worst. But I do feel like you talk about like we're on this journey to love ourselves and accept ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we ever fully get there, but someone definitely like the You know when you meet that like us. I feel like we really respect each other and like you f- I feel good around you. And I feel like with the right guy, like the way they look at you, you're going to feel like so much so whole and so good. Yes. When you were alone during quarantine, do you feel like being in that old place when you where you were growing up that you like learned about yourself more, going back to that childhood home? Yeah that's interesting. I
0: because it was the same home I grew up in from sixth grade and until I graduated and then I moved there again when I was twenty five after I'd gone to LA, moved back home, just to, for an in between like the same kind of deal two weeks before I moved to New York year and a half (laughs) so I'd done it before and I felt like a loser back then and then now I'm 35 turned 36 in my childhood bedroom Mm bedroom it's a fucking mess because I'm living just like I did when I was a teenager (laughs) I'm I'm just like I was dealing with a lot of depression and it just felt like it felt sad to me it was but I talked about it so much. Like I wasn't trying to hide it, which was surprising to me because it was kind of pathetic. I just was like, I think I was just lonely Mm -hmm. and I was thinking I was suffering the loss of a life, like the death of a life, the death of my New York life where all my friends were here. Mm -hmm. Now they all have boyfriends and they live in the Hamptons (laughs) with their boyfriends. I mean, or upstate all of my friends got boyfriends and moved upstate or moved away out of Manhattan. So moving back here, I'm like, it's not going to be, it's never going to be the same ever. Mm -hmm. And I have to mourn that and move on. But like, I got I really got real about some stuff that came up like almost immediately when quarantine happened I was like my life slowed down and I was able to see that like I had not something that was going to kill me but like kind of a raging eating disorder Mm. like just doing like I would intermittent fast for the past like two years I would just like not eat during the day and then like binge at night and then like it would just go late and then it would go really late and it was just like it was a mess and but I wasn't starving myself like I was getting enough calories but it was all happening at night and it was just like gross not and, healthy like, it was just embarrassed like I was waking up with like rappers in my bed yeah. not that guy you want <laughs> <laughs> the guy with a w white rappers no uh I dated a white rapper but I was like t- I was just like eating like I've always had eating disorders since I was 18 and I was caught anorexia was when I was 18 and then it's morphed into like ones that are just manageable Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm not trying to starve. I'm not trying to look skinny. It's just about control. And like, so it's, and it was just so obvious as soon as everything else went away. I was like, um, you are like, like, you you can eat normally again like this. Just, you, you could excuse it before yeah. because your life was so busy. I yeah. can't fit in lunch. I can't. Yeah. I'm not gonna eat breakfast. I have to go on air. I don't want to be burping. Like all these yeah. excuses I would make <laughs> I to don't starve. Burp my hair. Like just <laughs> such dumb excuses just so I could starve and intermittent fasting. You know uh, that's a diet everyone does. That's mm-hmm. not adult anorexia, which mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like it was just bullshit. And so then I got a real good look at that. And, um, got fucking got help. And so now I'm like, not, I don't have an eating disorder anymore. I mean, I, it's still in me, but like, I don't get to do it anymore.
1: I'm so fucking proud of you. Thanks dude. But it's also crazy how like the more successful you get, the more easy it is to make excuses for all your bad habits because you're like I'm f- making money I'm so busy and then all those bad habits are just reiterate because people around you are like oh my god Nikki you're so great yeah you're Nikki, killing you're it amazing. and you're you killing have it. an
0: eating disorder that like no one will notice because I've I'm good at stuff so I'm good at making this terrible thing like work and not it's not gonna kill me like there was not like in, in the past when I got anorexia, I didn't know what the fuck. It was like a car like that you on, on a, like an ice patch that you're like you l- lose control of your body. Yes. Like you literally have no choice. Yeah. But then you get a little bit older. You learn about nutrition and you're like, okay, I don't want to die. So this I'll do the bare minimum. I'll exercise too much so I can eat. Like that whole life fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. That's why I was always so fascinated with you is like you. Well, maybe don't-
1: I've I've been anorexic.
0: That's right. I remember I was this I now. was
1: anorexic when I was 16. It was like a um, when I was playing tennis. Because
0: it was, a, it was a sports thing, which is,
1: yeah. It's it's a perfectionist thing, though. I couldn't it's control my same, life. It's I, the same. I felt so much pressure. My parents were putting all this money into tennis. I couldn't control how I was playing. I kept losing. And then I would just eat less. And um, so, like, I have it in me as a type A person that, like, I could go anorexic tomorrow. Yeah. It's It's like a conscious decision of being, like, I... I'm going to respect my body and my body deserves calories like, yeah it is it's such a self a eating self, is actually self-love it is and yeah you weren't you weren't like full-blown anorexic but you were in an eating pattern that was like so mean to yourself so
0: mean the foods i allowed myself to eat were not that fun um the s- And the starving was just so punishing. And then the eating was punitive as well. It was like nothing was nourishing. It's a
1: self-hate. Like you, after a long day eating a fucking salad is you being like bitch you don't deserve happiness
0: yeah but I convinced myself (laughs) it's what I wanted I convinced (laughs) it was what I wanted like I didn't crave anything else like it was what I deserved so like you get you convince yourself like that's good enough and And your
1: determination to succeed at that insane eating disorder is also the same qualities that make you such a good comedian so it's such a thin line between like being so fucking (sighs) successful and hardworking yeah and being like so thin so little but also for people who are like obsessed with being thin like you were so thin and like so successful where was your mental state I mean I've been
0: up and I've I've fluctuate I always fluctuate about like 15 pounds the past 10 years like I'm never yeah. I'm always scared you know of becoming obese not that there's anything wrong with being <laughs> obese but like I fear that there's there must be that must be the inherent fear of like why like oh what will happen and then no one will love me or whatever like I have all but these it's things also like you don't just go that.
1: to sleep one day and wake up obese no, like that takes like like years and years but I don't
0: trust myself to not do it because I can be out of control with my eating like I've mm. I know that I can be this this whole thing can go the other way like I remember mm. when I was anorexic back in the day they were like watch out because this turns into other things. And I was like, yeah, right. Like, first of all, I'm never gonna throw up. I am an anorexic. Like that's disgusting. <laughs> that's for people who eat too much and can't control themselves. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of control and I'm better than bulimics. And then you get lazy in college and you <laughs> starve too much and you start to eat and you can't stop. And then you're like, oh, let me try it. Yeah. Oh, this works. Oh, wait, it gives me mouth acne. Okay, I have to stop doing that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm just gonna get fat for a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I'll I'll exercise. I'll run um, five miles a day and act like that's not hurting my body and like I don't ever want to do it, but I have to do it because it's a hamster wheel. Because then I won't be able to eat tonight if I don't get to exercise and eating is the only thing that I even look forward to Mm. and so I have to go and it's just I get you so
1: fucking stupid and I hate it and I'm not uh, you opening up about this because the amount of women who are listening they're just like yep like I I remember there was a game show and if you it was like you had to eat worms or you had to eat this whole chocolate cake and I remember thinking if I was on this game show and I had to eat that chocolate cake (gasps) I'd kill myself
0: me too i used to think dude. I went to go see the blue man group with my (laughs) choir. With my acapella choir. That's the same thing. I'm so glad you said that. I was, we, we were, it was senior year. I just started starving myself. It was going great. I was getting so much attention. Like every boy that I ever wanted to like me suddenly liked me. I mean it fucking worked for a second. Mm-hmm. And then we went, we went on this trip. Blue Man Group. And they had this thing where you like, you have to eat a, a piece of cake I guess it was. They, have a, they pick someone randomly from the audience <gasps> to eat a piece of cake. And I would have caused the biggest like it would have been such an embarrassing moment to be like no but I wouldn't have done it and mm-hmm. it was like I remember being in the crowd like being so scared like if they choose me I can't I literally can't mm-hmm. and I will I will start crying. I had that t-
1: I was like life would end if like, I had to finish that if chocolate I, cake. I would I would have to kill myself and what's so crazy is right now if I almost take pride in being like I will be the one to eat that bread I'll be the one to eat that croissant
0: I but, like i I, i'm not there
1: yet like you nailed it though you said i don't trust myself Mm -hmm. the way i overcame it was finally trusting my body that it will find an equilibrium yes trusting when you feel hungry that you need food trusting when you feel full that your body's had enough and it's hard it's so hard to mindfully eat like that, and I'm still bad at it. I love picking out. I got my appendix out. And they said the one rule is not to have big meals. I got. <sighs> I, I realize all I want is big meals to like just feel like I have the biggest food baby in the world and pass out. Like that's yes, what I love to it's
0: do. A com- it's, fe- it's a comfort feeling, and that's finding out when you're hungry and when you're full. Is I still struggle with it because a lot of times I you eat most of the time a lot of women listening right now you eat over your feelings Mm -hmm. and you don't know the difference between hungry and sad or stuffed and like and a lot of people feel stuffed when they haven't eaten at all like Mm -hmm. it's we're all so fucked up from it but what I have found in like my recovery which I've been six months of like not disordered eating Mm -hmm. and like I have like little things I do here and there that need adjustment and Mm -hmm. I want to like get normal again but I have not eaten Um, after dinner, which is like all I used to eat, Mm -hmm. um, since for, for six months, like I just like eat, but I eat three meals a day. The hardest thing, eating breakfast, because every girl is taught like skip meals. Mm -hmm. If you eat three meals a day, it's a great start to force your, and I know you're scared that Mm -hmm. if you eat breakfast, I'm still going to binge at night. Maybe the first couple nights you will, Mm -hmm. but then you're not going to be as hungry as night at night. And you're not going to
1: binge. When you starve, you binge. I eat so I eat a lot yeah I have a strong appetite but I would go out with my girlfriends and it'd be like 2 a.m. And all of them want pizza and ice cream and I'm like I don't want it and they're like oh you're being lame you don't want to get fat I go no I've eaten 3,000 calories today and I've been full since 8 p.m. yeah and I'm good and I and also because once you get in this routine with your body and your body's happy and you get that like good healthy weight yeah your body is in this equilibrium where like it starts making sense you can trust its feelings and then you bu- and get in this lovely relationship with it where it's like oh you want some food we'll give it to you oh you ate a little too much tomorrow you're not gonna be as hungry and it becomes this Less it's like not tomorrow. Life I'm gonna and punish death. you
0: and starve you. Tomorrow, yes. just
1: you probably won't
0: eat as much. Like trust that your body's not gonna betray. You. Like it is about trust, and I don't trust my body a lot of times. I always used to think you don't get to f- eat like a normal person. That's for other girls. For you, you will be obese if you eat normally. And that's you an anxiety You always have thought. to do less because you are less. You don't deserve as much. It's always I always get less. Ooh. Like I. Don't get to dress as good as other people. Like I I buy nice clothing or I get like styled and my stylist like pick out stuff and I will never wear nice clothing. I always wear the shitty thing from H&M that's like been in my closet forever because I feel like if I wear it, it's like I don't deserve it. It's so weird. And then these, I buy these things that are like so expensive Mm -hmm. because my stylists are like, those are amazing on you. And I'm like, yeah, I am going to wear this. And I never fucking wear it because I don't feel deserving of it. And then by the time I am ready to wear it, it's out of style. (laughs) This happens with everything. But it's because I don't feel like I'm enough. So it's like a constant practice of just being easy on yourself and trusting that you aren't
1: going to. But this is what Burning in Hell is about because (sighs) the first time that I like met you which was I love doing our like throwbacks to how we met but you were you were doing Raina and Ash no you were doing Mary Beth show Yes. and you walked in and you had like I think you had an oversized blazer your hair was like very effortlessly done and you just looked like the chicest girl in the room and you were with Anya and I do remember being like oh my god I would love to like hang with them and like they just seemed so fun and cool so it's just so funny to me that like you're not someone who who I would ever be like girl you need to work on your shit like the your energy is what like every girl looks up to and like you need to remember that and like stop comparing yourself because people like you're creating your own thing yeah I'm done with it I really am
0: done like it it still happens because it's been a lifetime of thinking of myself that way it's natural but you're like I don't I'm weird there are some things about me that are fucking weird yes and like I hate about myself and I'm like why can't I just be normal why can't I eat normally why can't I like the outdoors like most girls do why can't I why do I like being outdoors. on reddit on my phone I wish I, I like to hike like I wish I like the to photos meet. are so cute I, I wish I like to work out I wish I like to there's a lot of things I wish I like to do and I don't and I just it's just who I am. I watched that love on the spectrum show and they're autistic and weird and quirky. It was incredible. And they're just like, I like this. I don't like this. I'm autistic. And everyone's like, cool. I like you. You know who you are. And if, if you I guys haven't it,
1: watched love on the spectrum on Netflix, you have to, it my favorite part, my cause their brains just work differently. My favorite part is when they, someone would be like going off cause they're nervous. And then the other person has to respond. They'd be like, I'm sorry. I just blacked out and i'm really the nervous time. And the other person be like i'm nervous and you realize how hard social things are but they did teach me like they're all so different and unique and what i realized is the reason people fall in love is because of an x factor nikki if people are l- just looking for a girl with good feminine energy who's weak they can pick any girl yeah but they fall in love with an x factor that like only you can bring mm-hmm. and it's with your weirdness and your mix of energies yes. and all that shit. And you don't know what kind of demons they've dealt with that are like perfect for your demons that you are like fully embraced. Yes,
0: there's definitely many men out there that will be great partners for me because, and I will settle on one of you, <laughs> but I like, yeah. Who are you I,
1: manifesting?
0: What are you like envisioning right now? I, I've i never really thought about that. I In terms of like manifesting someone, for a while it was Chris Evans, <laughs> but then he started posting like too many photos of himself where he looked like really hot, like mm-hmm. in photos. And I'm just like, I don't we think I it. want a guy who knows
1: he's hot yeah we get it
0: like get i want it. a guy who's hot we but i don't it. want a
1: guy who knows it yeah you need a one who's ugly growing up that like had to get a personality
0: um yes yes i do i want one who has um who's and who doesn't think they're beautiful and take selfies like i don't know i can't be with a guy who takes selfies so i guess that's all i'm like really manifesting but like someone i truly don't know is that bad did you like think about this like the kind of guy you want and then it's like no I just
1: kept being like okay I can't have a guy like that oh Mm -hmm. I learned from that I cannot do that again and you just start narrowing down but I also think Nikki when you have an eating disorder you can't date no, I like, couldn't. Let's be honest. Because then like going out to eat becomes a whole thing. Also, you're constantly obsessed with and checking in on yourself. Rapper's in my bed, dude. <laughs> I can't have a dude.
0: <laughs> I literally was like, this is, that was the brain point. There's not a guy that could be in my bed because I'm eating in bed.
1: You're like, I need to eat. I can't have crazy sex tonight. I, would I have so calories that often, I need to inhale.
0: Yeah, I would so often be like, you know, you starve all day because that's just the way it was because you binge too much last night. I'd starve all day. I'd have a date that night. And then I'd have to eat like a normal person on the date. And then I'm Which starving. Is yeah. So I, I can do it. But then I'm starving and I don't want to have sex when I'm still hungry. When I'm thinking about food, oh no. And like, and in that mindset of like really wanting to go off and binge, then I'm not present. I mm-hmm. like, and I knew that. I knew that I was yeah. going to have to like get so an eating disorder When you me talking to you
1: about dating. I'm like, why are you single? It's like, you are working through all these things that... Are going to just like make you into an even stronger person yeah that like I feel like it's gonna slide like a glove when it's the right person who's gonna be like a best friend to you because you're just you're gonna be available you said it yourself you're not you were not available yeah no I wasn't but in that time you crushed your career which is not pretty cool yeah I
0: definitely did and there it's gonna be cool to see it um, on the other side of this too if like if I can be a comedian and love myself like it's weird because I was writing – I've been, like, playing guitar recently and trying to, like, just let out my feelings by learning Taylor Swift songs and, like, Which singing them. Which you would them.
1: have never done if there wasn't a quarantine. Oh, never. Never you had time, time to do You time to, like – I mean, she wouldn't have time to make folklore in which I'm <laughs> trying to just, like, play the whole thing. I mean, I'm so grateful for that. Even learning something new is, like, a self-love thing. Oh, yeah,
0: especially guitar. I'm fucking terrible at it. I'm never going to... It's not going to change my career to learn guitar. It's actually <laughs> going to hurt, but I hurt. love it. Yes. <laughs> it, but I was writing a parody song of... Um, I was just, like, tooling with the idea of writing a... um version she has a song about being 15 that I love and I wanted to I've always wanted to make it like for the age that I'm at so it was I was like rewrote it as like 36 and I was just talking about living at home with my parents and like I was just roasting myself through the lyrics like (laughs) so mean and I was so depressed the next day because I was like you were just because you just went so hard on yourself for hours yesterday writing. you hurt your
1: own feelings I was
0: bullying myself (laughs) I really was and I feel like that's what I do with comedy because it's
1: so self-deprecating
0: yeah Like so many girls, and just comedy in general is like making fun of yourself, Mm -hmm. and so even when things
1: are going well, you're like, no, no, no. There's shit that I can hate about myself. Let's find it.
0: Yeah, and it's it it just if yeah there that's where I go to is just like making fun of myself and making fun of my looks or making fun of like, and if you love yourself, are you able to do that? I think I'll find a way, but it's. It'll be interesting to see. Oh,
1: I love this because, what well, if tomorrow you walk outside, you bump into a guy at a coffee shop, you know, you're in masks, but, like, you can tell his eyes are sexy. He asks you something. You just love his energy. You mm-hmm. see him the next time, whatever, lo- love story, and you meet your person, and you he accepts you for you, and then you start accepting you for you. What's your comedy?
0: <sighs> I think it's... Because um, right, right now with, <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's the
1: deal with What's the deal with Boyfriends Yeah <laughs> like it's
0: gonna be Yeah Cause just a lot of yours Is like why you're
1: single And that's why mm-hmm. like I love getting into it with you Because I know you have A hundred conspiracy theories Going on Right and It's like why are you single Why are you single But you're gonna not be single At some point And then yeah i think it's loving yourself as a comic and being able to like laugh at things without it being like so fucking dark that you like really believe it yeah yeah not
0: being like i don't think i need to be hard on myself to be funny it's it'll be being hard on other things but i think it will also i heard taylor swift talk about the fact that like she is now in a loving relationship oh my god what's taylor swift gonna write about yeah will she ever write again she's in love and mm-hmm. she was like I just channel like I read about breakups. I was listening to my friends talk about the breakups, so it'll be still the same. I'm still interested in sex and dating and all those things. Also, so within a
1: relationship, find other it's, ways. it's such like a plant. Like you still have to water it. You still have to grow. The way your brain I don't works talk about my relationship, you will find the funny in anything. And I do think once you like love yourself like so fucking much that you can fucking laugh about that. Like, oh, now I'm cocky. Yeah. Now suddenly I'm a cocky bitch. Like you the way your brain works is genius. Wrapping this up, I just Likewise, want to say, if you dude, stop, I'm make out with you you got the gift as well. So, literally, I can't even deal with you right now. Yeah.
0: When you were saying, well, meeting me, first of all, meeting me the first night backstage at that thing, I want to say that I knew instantly. I was like, I, and I've told you this before on air. I was like, I, that girl, who was that? And then it turned out you were a girl that dated a guy that like broke up with me to date you. And I did. And I had hated you just from one picture for a while. And then I was like, that's the girl that I like. Hate. It. I was like blown away. I was like good. Show. Like I was so proud of him for like. I'm like I you did. Does I, I would have picked her over me too, dude. Oh my god! Shut and up. Then was I was like, like so. Ex- no, I just like was instantly. Yeah. You're um instantly a person that you just want to be friends with, and everyone listening to this podcast knows exactly what I'm talking about. They all want to be friends with you, and uh, they don't all get to be.
1: But <laughs> I do, and it's fucking. I rad. mean, it's pretty awesome that like you look at someone and you're like how do i to be friends with them and then for they of all the people in the room are like that girl was cool and i do yes. think that's what happens with relationships like you, some guy is gonna be like fucking so crazy over you and they're just gonna see you do something so like little and mundane of something that you might even hate about yourself like even just like how you're wearing your pants or how you like yes. pull up your belt buckle uh, that was a weird reference but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> belt buckle. i don't even wear belts <laughs> um but then you're gonna feel the same way about him and that's that's everything with career and friends and relationships but you guys nikki you're the fucking best i love you so much you're the best we covered so much i think we did good no we crushed it you are the most most people not gonna lie who are famous fucking suck at podcasts they are so closed off they're it's like talking to a pr machine of like generic questions they think people want to hear you are so raw so amazing where can people follow you where can people see your stand up where can people listen to you right now
0: nikki glazer on instagram i want to post more i got to do more instagram (laughs) stuff on there i'm really struggling on instagram because i just like every time i post i'm like does anyone fucking care about like i uh," just me getting fire emojis from like famous people or you (laughs) even like your fire emoji is all that i want (laughs) and like that's that's all i need but like it just feels so sad. So anyway, yeah, follow me there. That's where I'm <laughs> most really, active. You're a really good though.
1: salesman. I know. I really right? want to follow you. No, <laughs>
0: I, I'm actually going to try to put out more stuff because I'm not doing a podcast right now. I'm in between podcasts, Can you put but of new more podcasts, stand up videos. I feel like
1: you so have so many, so much stand up that put I haven't some released. More sta- like. Get your assistant or someone to go through all I'm your content. Insecure about it. Because oh then my god, I've, Nikki!
0: It's so weird. I'm insecure about it. I like feel like I don't want people to look too closely because then they'll they'll write. But also, like, you
1: can't take your shit too seriously. Tell them to get the tiniest bit, like one minute that made them laugh. Yeah, to cut it, send it to you if you like it, post it. I think that like oh, god, you're. Then I have to
0: watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even watch it. I feel like I know I could <laughs> Polly do it blindly. I have done that. I've been like I just I send it to my friends and they're like I like this part and I'm like I don't even know what you're talking about. Just watch it and let me know if you think I should post it because I can't watch myself. But yes, Instagram, I'm in between podcasts, but I will have a a new podcast uh, very soon to announce that I'm very excited about. So, um, but yeah, that's... And then you're doing shows, right? Oh yeah, I'm doing live shows. You can check out NikkiGlazer.com for um, details about those. Some indoor shows that are socially distant and hopefully
1: safe. Hell yeah. Well, Nikki, thank you for being so amazing. I look up to you in so many ways and yeah, this in-person interview was a blessing for me and this was a good a good day in hell
0: yeah i'm so proud to be your friend i'm so proud of you you have it and you're (laughs) killing it and you're just a good person so i'm it's good when it happens to good people
1: we're on a journey together and i'll see you guys later in hell thanks for coming by. it was a hot one bye